0: My name is Anna Marie Boyd, and you are listening to Moved by Grace Counseling Radio. Hello, hello, and welcome to the podcast. My name is Anna Marie Boyd, and I'm a licensed professional counselor, a registered drama therapist, a registered yoga teacher, and a PhD candidate in mind-body medicine with a specialization in integrative mental health. My podcast supplies nuggets of information regarding innovative and somatic approaches to mental health treatment. In just 10 minutes, each episode, we talk about things such as creative therapies, neuroscience, and play the mind body connection and alternative approaches to psychotherapy. So for this mini season, we are breaking down the DSM or the diagnostic statistical manual, which is a tool that psychologists, and psychiatrists used to formally diagnose disorders. Now in some states, counselors and social workers are also able to diagnose. I recommend that you look into your state if you're interested in knowing that. Uh, But this manual has been updated, gosh, seven times, I believe, since uh, the first publication was in early 1950s. As science has progressed, so has our collective understanding of the brain and mental health. So as a friendly reminder, this podcast does not take the place of psychiatric treatment or psychotherapy, but I like to think about it as a compliment to provide you with psychoeducation to learn from and apply to your own life and your own journey. For today's episode, we are taking a look at borderline personality disorder. The main challenge with BPD is the inability to effectively respond to and manage emotions. So, typically it manifests in adolescence or within early adulthood. Other symptoms of BPD can commonly lead to impulsive behavior, substance use, reckless behavior, high levels of suicidality, intense anger, and usually unstable interpersonal relationships. Common identifiers as characterized by individuals with this disorder describe intense, feelings of abandonment or instability, feeling out of control, um, finding it really hard to be alone, inappropriate anger or impulsiveness, very frequent mood swings, Um, it's like a pendulum, they shift very significantly, Uh, suicidal threats or self-injurious behavior, and unstable relationships. So the actual diagnosis of BPD is often misdiagnosed with bipolar disorder or sometimes um, multiple personality disorder but those are other episodes. The DSM characterizes BPD with these common um, symptoms, one, frantic efforts to avoid real or imagined abandonment, two, a pattern of unstable and intense interpersonal relationships characterized by alternating between extremes of ideolation and devaluation. So I love you, I hate you. Three, identity disturbance, markedly and persistently unstable of self image or sense of self. Four, impulsivity in at least two potentially self damaging areas, spending money, sex, substance abuse, reckless driving, binge eating, just to name a few. Five, recurrent suicidal behavior, gestures or threats, or self-harm, self mutilization um, Six, affective instability due to a marked reactivity of mood. So for example, intense episodic dysphoria, irritability or anxiety that usually last a few hours and rarely more than a few days seven chronic feelings of emptiness eight inappropriate intense anger or difficulty controlling anger frequent displays of temper constant anger uh, physical fights and then last but not least transient stress-related paranoia ideation or severe dissociative symptoms So Dr. Daniel Amen, I refer to him a lot, but he sheds light on how individuals who suffer from BPD have significant differences in their brain functioning, mainly in the areas that control emotional regulation and impulse control. Treatment providers and family members alike often struggle to support individuals with BPD and this is an important reminder that while recovery is our responsibility, the responses of those who are suffering are also chemical. It's common for BPD to coexist with other disorders, and this is known as a dual diagnosis. So, one huge misconception about BPD is that these individuals are, quote, unlovable or hard to love. If you suspect or you know that you have a loved one who may be impacted, I highly urge you to do your research. At the end of the podcast, I'll offer a few book recommendations, um, but for now, I do want to give you a few statistics. So according to the National Education Alliance for BPD, it affects 5.9% of adults. Y'all, that's about 14 million Americans at some point in their life. It affects 50% more people than Alzheimer's disease and nearly as many as schizophrenia and bipolar combined. BPD affects 20% of patients admitted to psychiatric hospitals. BPD affects 10% of people in outpatient mental health treatment. So I share those statistics just to help understand that this is highly, highly underdeveloped area of mental health that is very much stigmatized and quite frankly not talked about um there's a whole one of the books this is not one of the recommendations but it's a good book too it says don't walk on eggshells um this conversation people walk on eggshells Uh, they try to find environmental reasons to blame why these individuals are so self-centered or narcissistic or unstable or the word unhinged and the fact of the matter is this is a condition that has been over time conditioned into the person's response system Um, so again we have a responsibility to heal but it's a very very real biological condition as well. The actual cases or causes of BPD are difficult to properly target, but there are environmental and genetic components that make individuals susceptible to symptoms. So like anxiety or depression, we want to be proactive not only in our own health, but in how we support our loved ones. So the emerging research on BPD is actually, to me, very encouraging. It provides a framework to help further research and treatment options. Um, just as a uh, elevator pr- pitch based off of my experience, and this is just my experience, um, but it's also what I've observed in the treatment centers that I've worked with. Family therapy, DBT, mentalization-based treatment, and CBT are all evidence-based practices that can offer immense healing um, on behalf of the individuals impacted as well as their loved ones. So I. Uh, I really wanna emphasize the importance of family therapy. We're not meant to, to do all of this on our own and it can be really helpful to have those closest to us on the journey as we're going through recovery. So I, I will provide some resources in the show notes to give you a few places to start if you're interested in furthering your understanding. And lastly, when I lived in New York City, I got the opportunity to work with an organization called Emotions Matter. Um, and engage in a 5k to support their organization and what was powerful is they had actual individuals who, who shared their stories, kind of their testimonies about their walk through and with BPD. And this organization is doing incredible work and in furthering research and breaking the stigma so I, I highly encourage you to look into their social media as well as your local NAMI organization to get involved. Um, the three books that I'll offer very quickly, the first one is for more for individuals who are not diagnosed but maybe you recognize they struggle with mental health um, it's not just for BPD but I recommend the book I am NOT sick I don't need help how to help someone accept treatment um, and that's by Xavier Amador it's highly personal the author navigates supporting his own brother who had schizophrenia and struggled to accept the diagnosis so this book is both practical and gives validation to the difficulties um, as well as offering actual ways to s- offer support when you're not on the same page. Uh, the second book that I'll share with you is, and, and these last two are BPD focused, but Loving Someone with ber- Borderline Personality Disorder How to Keep Out of Control Emotions from Destroying Your Relationship by Sherry Manning. Um, and this book goes into detail on if you're struggling in a tumultuous relationship with someone who has BPD. She helps you to understand why either your spouse, family member, or friend has such out-of-control emotions and how to change the way you respond. The last one that I recommend, and I've seen this one in pretty much every treatment center that I've worked in, that I hate you, don't leave me. Understanding the borderline personality disorder. And that's the nuance, right? I My emotions uh, react in a way that says, I hate you, but please don't leave me. Um, So this work offers professional advice, helping victims and their families to understand and cope with this really troubling, shockingly widespread affliction. Um, So in the show notes, I'll offer some websites for you to start to do your own research. As always, um, if you have any questions about what I've talked about or you want to add to the conversation or, or change anything, please don't hesitate to reach out. And otherwise, I look forward to meeting with you next week as we explore psychosis and schizophrenia and that prevalent disorder as well to have a wonderful week.